We are two friends trying to gain perspective on the remarkable world around us. I'm Jet Jones. I'm Mackenzie DeMille. And this is Friends Fascinated. If you like what you hear today, <laughs> don't forget to review and subscribe. This week, our topic is... We're lined out. <laughs> Oh man, guys, it's been a while. Yeah, if you can't tell, we're a little out of practice. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> yes, it's been rough, it has been hard, it has been confusing. And guess what, guys? Should we say it together? You ready? <laughs> On three, we'll say, what happened? <laughs> Why we haven't recorded in three, probably more than that months. You ready? One, two, three. We, we got, got COVID. COVID. It sounds like a cheer. It's it, really not. It's really it's not, not a cheer. It's it's really just yeah, upsetting. It's depressing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that happened. Um. Let's Shall see. we walk through the timeline? Uh huh. So let's go back to when we were happy <laughs> and recording, and our life was not normal, but. Chugging along. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was May. We were trying to like restructure some of our like research for the podcast. Mm-hmm. We were like getting vamped up, getting excited for some new topics, a new structure. Yep, we were talking about like timelines and just making plans and reevaluating. And we were excited. <sighs> yes. We were, uh, we had researched a topic. We were going to record a mm-hmm. couple days later. Yeah. Uh, and we were. Eating in preparation for the (laughs) next topic. The episode we were going to record on next was uh, veganism. Yep. And we had bought the food. In fact, we had gone shopping. (laughs) Which was very likely the whole problem. So uh, let's let's go to when we knew there was a problem. Um, May 12th. Oh, you remember the date. I don't remember the date. I do, unfortunately. Yes. Because... um, I went to work like any normal day. Well, it was a Wednesday. So maybe, again, if you're a new listener or maybe you don't know us too well, we live in a relatively small town of like 40,000 people. And well, uh, 40,000 with students, which at that time there weren't any. Yeah, it's so a college like town. 15,000. Yes. And um, I was working in the office because that was normal Me too. at the time. I had den- done some working at home, but. Um, at the time. Social distancing, but coming to work was acceptable. Exactly. And normal. And you would actually, in our town anyway, on May 12th, or anytime in May, or March, April, May, mm-hmm. um, you wouldn't get looked down upon for not wearing a mask in public, because... Yeah. It was still new, and it was such a small town. Like, the virus hadn't really gotten to us. No, it hadn't. To our knowledge. I mean, locally at the time, we had, what was it? We had had 16 cases, and there hadn't been a new one in three weeks. Yes. So in theory, it should have been gone, Mm -hmm. right? Exactly. You'd think. (laughs) That was wrong. So in preparation for our veganism episode, we had gone shopping to Mm -hmm. some places I will not disclose, but I mean, they were probably doing their best, whatever. It's not their fault. Yeah, no one's specific fault. No. It was... I mean, we the were situation. out and about. Yes, yeah. it is the nature of a virus that yep. is invisible. We went to multiple grocery stores to get yes. very specific vegan ingredients that we don't normally need to buy. Yes, like vegan cheese and yeah. other vegetables. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and weird nut purees or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we were all excited about it, but um, uh, we about two days into the work week, um, I had a backache. And I was at work, and I was like, man, I have just been sitting... Way too long on my high knee, and I must have been used to my my home desk and working mm-hmm. from home and being comfy in my pajamas, sitting on a pillow. And then I came into the office, and I was thinking, you know, must be these long eight-hour days where I'm sitting in an office chair that isn't mm-hmm. very comfortable, and I have a backache. And looking back, some of my coworkers informed me that I also seemed very tired that day. Mm-hmm. Um, normally, I'm a pretty well. It might be worth adding that this was also a new job for me. Yeah, you had just started. That's why you'd gone back into the office was exactly. to learn your new role. Because I probably would have worked from home if it was my old role at the same company because I knew what I was doing. But to get trained on my new job, it made sense to go in. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, in meetings, I was told after the fact, and I totally don't remember because, again, this is May, and then it wasn't until a month later that I came back and they told me all this. But in a meeting, apparently, I was up at the, the podium, uh, and my computer connected to the podium. Yeah. And it was on a projector screen in the conference room. And apparently, I was sitting at my laptop at the podium, like, because it's like really? a stand up podium. And yeah, I was no, like, no. leaned on it, like, clicking through the thing. And oh. I, which is. Unlike you. It's unlike <laughs> me. Like, I'm normally, like, invested and at least, like, trying to keep my energy up yeah. for the people in the room. And uh, apparently I was just, like, hunched <laughs> over because I wanted to take the pressure off my back. Mm. And also I was tired, so... So you probably didn't realize just how much you relaxed. Yeah. So apparently we all there were, like, those <laughs> kinds of sitting in high school where, like, you were falling asleep at your yeah, desk, like, but you're ooh. trying really hard to, like... No, it's fine. I'm up. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyway, that happened. And <laughs> at that point, I was just like, I have a backache. I'm ready to go home. I'm not feeling the best. It's a new job. Maybe I'm stressed, sitting a lot, whatever. And so, I even, which I regret because you got to trust your body, people, because mm-hmm. at the very end of the day, I was starting to feel like really crappy, but it was just body aches. Well, what I would say as a woman... Who knows? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Back Your body cramps. goes through regular changes. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to keep up with. It's really hard. So, anyway, I was like, should I take my laptop home in case maybe I don't feel good and I can work from home? And I was like, no, I have a new job. There's nothing I can even do at home, so I guess I'll just leave my stuff. And mind you, again, I want to add, if I would have thought that I had COVID, would I have been at work? No. Of course not. That, that is ridiculous. That crossed... Our minds. No. At all. No. I think at the time, because our company regularly updates us, Mm -hmm. they'd announced that like two people in other cities had gotten it. Yeah. And no one else. No one in our town, the Mm -hmm. big company we work for had. No. So this was so far from our minds because we were all being careful. We Mm -hmm. were all socially distancing. Yep. We weren't wearing masks yet. At least not I mean, regularly in like really crowded places. Really crowded. We would like think about it, maybe throw it on, but it wasn't. It was kind usually of you just abnormal. avoid people. Yeah, you just stand further away. Yeah, it was the the norm. Yeah, the and in our town, honestly, I felt like back then, if you would have worn a mask religiously, people would have been afraid of you because like, <laughs> why are you wearing a mask? It was like, kind of like oh that that goody two shoes yeah. really uh really making this work kind yeah. of thing. And I will say. We feel very differently now. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we wear masks everywhere, everywhere, all the time. All the time, 24-7. More than maybe necessary. Even. Exactly. I think so. So anyway, that day I get home from work and I'm like, man, and I tell my husband, Dakota, I'm like, hey, my back really hurts. Like I need to lie down. Mm-hmm. I'm just so tired and this work has really taken it out on me. And he like helps me by giving me like a back massage to see if that would help because mm-hmm. I, at that point... It was body aches. And then I'd probably been home for about two hours. So it must have been around 7 o'clock, 7.30. And I I started to get the chills. And that's Mm -hmm. when I was like, crap, I've had a fever. This feels like a fever. And then from there, Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I should get tested. Because at that point, I mean, we did an episode on coronavirus before it had come to America. (laughs) I think, yeah, either that or it was maybe just in the big cities. I think it it was... February 17th was the day we released it. I just looked at that earlier. Yeah. And so when we recorded it, it must have been a little bit earlier. And even back then, we're like, man, coronavirus, by the time we release that episode in February, it's going to be old news. It's going to be figured out. Yeah, we literally (laughs) thought like, oh, we missed it. Yeah. (laughs) We're doing this so late. Little did we know there would be some character progression of this. (laughs) Our lives and the virus itself. And... um, I decided I needed to figure out how to get tested. I called a local nurse line. Uh, They were Mm. no help. (laughs) And I ended up calling just like the local hospital that happens to be like two blocks from my house because I live in a neighboring city that's even smaller and easy to get a hold of the hospital. And they said they only do testing between like 8 a.m. and like 5 p.m. Monday Mm. through Friday or maybe weekends too. But at that point, no one was getting tested because I don't even think anybody in my tiny town had ever even had it yet at all. So I um, said I was gonna come in first thing in the morning. I didn't take any Tylenol or anything because I'd learned my lesson because I was sick back in October and because I didn't track my symptoms very well and didn't track my fever, they wouldn't give me anything to help it because they said I was too far along. So this time I was like ready. (laughs) I was like, you're not going to like stop me from getting some sort of like Tamiflu or something if I am sick. 
with those symptoms. And so, anyway, I didn't take anything. I felt really sick, had, like, just horrible body aches and, the like, the shakes, the chills. And um, in the morning, I went and got my nose swab, which... Should we talk about that for a minute? <laughs> that might be the worst experience of my entire life. You know... It, you had a way worse experience than me, but I think we can get there. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, and we, for our, both of our initial tests went to different hospitals because I technically live in a different town. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, the worst experience of my life is an extreme, but <laughs> it was dramatic. terrible. Yeah. And then different nurses do it differently. Yeah. And my later experiences were better, debatably yeah. less thorough, still showing yeah. accurate results. But debatable, but yeah. Well, we can get it. We'll get there. We'll get there. But but yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. Um. So for anybody who hasn't had a COVID test before, it is not a cotton swab. Like, because no. when you see the videos, you're like, oh, it's a cotton swab on a really long stick. No, think mascara wand, but a little bit smaller. It's got to have those little grabby so bits. Grabs. Gonna like scratch all the cells off the inside mm. of your nose. So. Anyway, uh, had that happen, my test was pretty quick and simple. They came out in, like, basically a hazmat suit and, like, a face (laughs) shield and swabbed my nose and put it away. And um, at that time, um, my husband, Dakota, felt fine. He drove Mm -hmm. me there, and he didn't get a test because he didn't feel anything. And honestly, he was... I don't think they would have let him. I don't think so either. They were were very specific. Like, you have to have at least, like, two or three symptoms to get the qualified to get the test. Mm -hmm. And he had nothing, so they just didn't test him. Especially because people in our town weren't getting COVID. So they were like, their chances are really low. Yeah, I think like they we thought... haven't seen this in weeks. Like, exactly. No so got my test. And then I went home to rest. Dakota drove me home. It was like, a, like I said, a two block drive. Got home and anxiously awaited fever, body aches, still kind of happening, but not as bad as mm-hmm. like the first day. And I was just chilling, and that is when, I think the day before, I maybe told you I wasn't feeling well or whatever, but it was at least that day. So this, um, I didn't feel good on a Tuesday, and then as soon as I got home and had the fever was when I was like, crap, crappity crap, like I don't feel good with this. And then in the morning I had my test. I think I probably told you. I think you told me that day, because I was at work, mm-hmm. and it was maybe halfway through the day, and you had texted me and said, I just got the test. And I said, the test? (laughs) And you said, yes. Uh And I, in my mind, was like, oh, crap, oh, crap. I don't want to freak out. I shouldn't be here just in case because we had seen each other Mm -hmm. on Sunday. And Mm -hmm. I will say, we were not hanging out with other people. No. We treat each other like family. So in our minds, we... Felt it was acceptable to hang out with you and Dakota yes. and no one else. As consenting adults, we lived <laughs> in two houses, yes, two separate couples, but we figured to keep our sanity through the pandemic, we like were treating we each other like friends. family. We had, yep. it was a tiny circle, a circle of four people. We all consented that we wanted to see each other yes. through the pandemic. And we all were being, we thought, very careful yes. in public. We weren't going anywhere excess. Like, we weren't going anywhere. We weren't we were going, going in restaurants. Store. We were just going to, like, the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Or we were hanging out outdoors yeah. where we wouldn't, like, have access to anybody or, like, be getting anybody infected with yeah. anything. Or we thought picking up a virus. So... Anyway, I got my test, waited at home, let you know, let yeah. work know. And like, once you let me know, I kind of discreetly told my boss, which to be fair, like I had had symptoms which I was positive were allergies because it's May. Yeah. Things are in bloom and I'd been sneezy. That's it. Mm-hmm. I just sneezed occasionally, which is not that uncommon. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, oh crap, like whatever, I'll just blame it on allergies. I'll go home just to be safe until you hear back and then I'm sure it's fine and I'll go back to Did you say allergies? I did. I told moment. my boss, I said, hey, my allergies have been pretty bad just to be safe. I think I'd feel more comfortable working mm-hmm. from home. And he just said, like, okay, sounds good. Like, no big deal. And we, you and I had both worked from home for several weeks. Yeah. And we both determined it made more sense to go into the office for yeah. our jobs, mm-hmm. which I stand by. Agreed. I'm back in the office now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, and so then you called me at, like, 10 p.m. that night? Because it was the same day yeah. as your test. I found out about 12 hours after. I think maybe I felt obligated to call work and HR first. Mm-hmm. Maybe I texted you first. You, you called me. 
Because I? I saw the phone ring and I was like, oh crap, she wouldn't call me if it wasn't bad. And so you called me and you were like, yep, I have it. And I could hear like the shock in your voice. And I can't remember if you had tried to call HR yet, but you, oh. I think you asked me, you were like, who do I call? Yeah. Because I used to work in HR, so I knew kind of like who yeah. to talk to. And so I gave you a couple names and you were having trouble getting a hold of people because it was nighttime. It was it like was 10 acceptable. PM. Yeah. And I texted a friend in HR and I was like, hey, uh, here you <laughs> What <just> do <laughs> we do? Yeah. And she immediately <laughs> calls you and then calls you again and is like trying Because to I was, at that point, I was on the phone with HR already and then your friend in HR was calling me and then yeah. the cycle began. Yeah. And something that is, I mean, this could be different depending on your city, where you are, what company you work for, how many friends you have, how many family <laughs> members you have. Everybody will call you. Yes. <laughs> Which... And- Thank you. That yes, is very it's kind. Very kind. <sighs> <laughs> well, okay, did you tell any family that night or did you wait till no, the next day? No, I didn't know. I was late. I didn't tell any family till I was in at least a few days. Okay. Yeah. Because then, so you called me, and then at that point, Eric and I had both seen you on Sunday, mm-hmm. and. You and I had, like, been in a car together. We so had we shared were drinks. Time. Like, it was oh, to that yeah. level where... I think we had, yeah, you're right. I mean, we don't do that anymore. Yeah, <laughs> we learned our lesson. Yeah. But that's just kind of, like, the normal life, like, super close friends. Yeah. Like, again, it's just... We're doing that with anybody else. Yeah. But it just happened to be each other. And yep. so you told me... I called the hospital and they said same thing, like... The testing hours are nine to five, mm-hmm. and so I, I, I don't even think I did work from home that morning before. Um, yeah, because I'm I sure had you were like, like you had enough on your mind. Yeah, so I was basically like, we got there early, and I explained to the nurse because they did the outside testing. So you go to like a tent, and they come mm-hmm. to your car, and we pull up and talk to this very cranky nurse. Yeah, and uh, that situation was terrible. I won't get into that. Her job was stressful, but uh, they almost didn't test us Mm -hmm. because Eric and I had basically no symptoms. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a fever. I had been sneezing. I had allergy symptoms, but everything else seemed perfectly normal. Mm -hmm. And Eric also had allergy symptoms, which he almost always has from animals and plants and everything. (laughs) And uh, he's always the one to get sick. And so we were like... If someone if was going to get it, it, it was him. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, they almost, like, basically the nurse came back to our car after talking to, I don't know, our supervisor and said, like, look, we like we really don't think you have enough symptoms, but we, we'll make an exception and we'll test you. Like, it, we kind of had to fight for it. Because mm-hmm. we said, like, we were with someone who has it. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. And so, sure enough, they tested us and... Within 12 hours, they called me and said, yep. And then, um, so, Hubert, <laughs> the nurse, or, like, the doctor, whoever calls you, and then the county or someone. The local health department Yes, they call you. you. And then work calls you multiple times, at yes. least in our case, to talk about, like, what to do. Yeah, who your close contacts it, were. The, both the count or the health department and work want to know if you've been in contact with anyone Mm -hmm. for more than 10 minutes within six feet and at that time like people were doing okay at it but like people also like it it happened people would be it was kind of contact and again at that time at our workplace and in our town people were not wearing masks regularly it was like I would say maybe 5% of people wore masks at that time probably it was very very low Mm -hmm. and I think you and I each had, like, one or two people at work and then each other. Like, we didn't have that many contacts. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, besides each other, no one else, to our knowledge, got COVID from us, which... Except my husband. (laughs) Well, yeah, the the three of us. (laughs) But we'll get there. We'll get there. So let's cue back a little bit in the story. So um, I'm the first person that I know of in my circle and in my town. Like we said, it had been three weeks since there was a positive case in our county and uh i was thinking you know what this could go two ways it's 
everybody's exaggerating COVID and nobody else will get it except me and mm-hmm. I just have a weak immune system and my life sucks and everything's fine because it's just me. Or I was thinking it is as contagious as people were saying it is. Everybody I even looked at is going to have COVID (laughs) and I was having like a panic attack and constantly crying because I didn't even feel bad for me because at that point it was just like a fever. Like I felt I had actually been more sick before when it came to like just like either a flu or just like a cold Mm -hmm. as far as like fevers and body aches and that sort of thing. And so mainly I was worried about everybody else. In fact, out of everybody in the whole world, the most the person I was most worried about was Eric. Yeah. I actually thought I would hurt your husband. And that was very, very, very scary to me. Yeah. Thinking that, you know, my choices and where I was or whatever would subject someone to getting really hurt. Well, and I had had a similar panic attack several, I think maybe a month or so prior because I felt not super great. Mm-hmm. And I, it was starting to get warm out too so I think it was just like I was panicking it was warm out anyway I was stressed but I kind of had a panic attack and I went to the store and I got a thermometer because I had been in contact with my mom and was considered close contact and I wasn't feeling well and I had similar things where I was like my mom has a compromised immune system if I kill my mother I will never ever forgive myself yeah and so I needed to know if I had a fever because at the time that was considered like the symptom you would have Mm -hmm. um at least then I had a thermometer yeah so it's I cannot explain the guilt of having it knowing you saw someone with a compromised immune system and even the lingering wonder that you have it yeah it is horrifying and then (laughs) so after I get tested, I'm at home, I'm panicking about all these people, and then um, the next days when you got tested, mm-hmm. and then you found out that day, because what we've learned about, at least in our county, what usually happens is you get tested that day, mm-hmm. and if you're positive, they tell you within 24 hours, yeah. but if you're not positive, it can take sometimes up to like four or five days, because yeah. they just like don't care to get back to you because you're not sick, <laughs> so they're like... We'll it's get not there. a priority. They exactly. need to let people know if they're positive immediately so they don't go out yes. to the store or something. Which makes tons of sense. It does. So, anyway, I was sitting there waiting for the calls. I basically had my phone under my pillow just waiting for the, like, tsunami of calls. And then first call I freaking get is Mackenzie. And I remember word for word, he, oh, say, no. what did I say? he said, we're twins. <laughs> 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 Which... We're laughing, guys. We're laughing, but we but we to, were crying. We were crying. I mean, not in that second, because we were trying to stay calm for each other. And I was, of course, being me, stupid, and I was like, <laughs> it's funny, right? <laughs> and that's when, um, so we work at a big corporate, very professional company, and we already feel like goofy enough that we're the two best <laughs> friends who like have a podcast and like hang out yeah. and like are kind of outward about what we do and... I mean, we're still, like, a, a normal people, but yeah. it still is, like, we're out there, you know? And I was we're just the think- young, silly yes. girls of the podcast <sighs> who hang out and who, like, <sighs> all my coworkers know that, that you're my friends. best friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, at that point, it was kind of like I would either be between panic attacks and guilt or just, like, complete, utter shock and embarrassment and you almost had to laugh like just like waves of these two opposite spectrums always happening of like i'm an idiot yeah i'm an idiot (laughs) like me and my best friend are the goon bags (laughs) who have covid right now out of everyone in our whole freaking town and uh i feel really embarrassed and then i was like oh my god someone at work has it or like whatever Mm -hmm. if you know, I just started a new job on a team of three people, including myself. And so I was like, if I just got the Aww. two people that I just started working with sick, like yeah. I'll never show my face in town again. Because that is so, like, imagine guys starting a new job, barely hanging out with people, but you hang out with them just mm-hmm. enough to give them the disease everybody's afraid of. Well, and the whole thing is like, okay, I will say it's weird because... You don't normally feel guilty when you get sick. You have yep. a cold. You have the sniffles. You It's almost more like a, oh, feel sorry for me. I'm miserable. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I'm still at work and I'm still across the cubicle from you. 
and look at how sad I am. Or the flip of that is maybe you call into work because you have like some minor cramps or like you have a you headache. You a sick day. Yeah. But, like, you could probably work. Yeah. But you'd rather not. Yeah. And because so, you don't feel good. But the key there is what you get with the sick days before is privacy. Yes. <laughs> and guess what you don't get when you get COVID is privacy. <laughs> yeah. I will say like I was really hesitant to tell anyone. Anybody. Because like I said... When you get COVID, it's not just like, oh, I'm sick, boo-hoo. It's like, I am ashamed yep. because people view you as being irresponsible, mm-hmm. whether you were or not. And like, if we were on a spectrum, if we lined up every single person in our county, let's yes. say, in responsible to least responsible, I would say somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Like, I would say we're very neutral. Like, we're doing enough to mentally stay healthy to survive. Yeah. We were doing socially distant activities. Yeah. We were hanging out with each other. Outside. We were doing Zoom calls with family. Yes. To stay in touch. But we weren't partying. We weren't no, going no, no. anywhere. <laughs> we weren't doing anything. Most people's families are bigger than our group that we were hanging yeah. out in. So, um. But yeah, it was. <sighs> no privacy. Lots yeah. of calls. And again, all the calls we were getting for were either like health department people or people mm-hmm. from work or people who cared about us. Yeah. Family members who like, like my mom, I, again, I love her, but I was hesitant <laughs> to tell her because I yeah. didn't want her to freak out. Yeah. I felt fine. I mm-hmm. can't emphasize enough. I didn't have hardly any symptoms. Maybe we should talk about that. We should. So let's, so you explained your symptoms. I. Yes. At least in the beginning. Well, yeah, that's fair. So we'll start at the beginning. Um, And then me, I. So you said you had the sniffles. I had the sniffles and I was sneezy. But again, it seemed like seasonal allergies, which Mm -hmm. I've started getting in the past couple of years anyway. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really think too much of it. Um, The other thing was we were trying this vegan diet. Mm -hmm. And so we were eating For the podcast. For the podcast. (laughs) It was going to be a great episode. I'm sad we haven't done it yet. All Sunday, (laughs) we like meal prepped everything. Yeah. Like made curries and all these amazing meals to eat and be vegan for Mm -hmm. seven straight days so that... We could totally get into that mindset. Mm-hmm. And then um, we realized something. Well, and we even <laughs> had been eating lunch together. Yep. Those, At those days. We'd been, yeah, eating our lunch up. But again, that wasn't like hugely frowned upon. No one Not even at all. T- turned the head to no. us doing that. No. Because it wasn't that big of a deal at yeah. that time. That was, the guidance was different at that time. Mm-hmm. This is a long time ago, looking back. And so... Yeah, we'd been eating our meals together. I'd noticed, like, man, this really needs a lot of salt. Like, yeah. they're like not having meat and cheese really makes a difference. So, like, whatever, add some extra salt. Again, it's a recipe we'd never made before. Didn't mm-hmm. really think much of it. Yep. Well, turns out I was losing my taste. And I didn't realize. Did you lose your taste or smell first? I think... Or did you notice I noticed taste? the taste first. Yep. The smell, I didn't notice was gone until I realized it could be. And And when was this happening? So um, I would say I still, so the first couple days I had COVID, so Eric tested negative. I tested positive, he tested negative, even though we'd all been together. Yeah. And so that was why you and I determined that we must have gotten it when we were out shopping for groceries together Mm -hmm. because you and I got it and our husbands had not. Yep. And so let's see. So you... I got a positive test on a Thursday. Uh-huh. And mine was on Wednesday. On a Wednesday. So within those couple days, we and Eric and I were still trying to eat vegan <laughs> through all this. We're like, no, we'll power through. It's yeah. fine. We're still doing this. Like trying so hard to have life like be normal in what mm-hmm. we planned. And so he had made me some like vegan chili and like, I thought it tasted bad. Like, I I thought it was the most bland thing I'd ever eaten. And I think that was kind of like when I realized like, oh, because at that point, of course, like you told me you were getting tested and I immediately was on the CDC website verifying what the symptoms were and Mm -hmm. if they had changed because they have changed over time. And so I saw that was on there, but I was like, oh, no, I I can taste this fine. Um, But then within a couple days, I realized that I was not actually tasting very well and it got to the point where it was basically gone i could get really like if i put a lot of salt in something i might barely be able to taste salty Mm -hmm. sweet didn't exist spicy wasn't really there unless it was really spicy 
Yeah, salt. Like, so I was basically just eating salty things for the sake of having flavor. It yeah. felt like I was eating just mush. <laughs> just like, like a salt lick for it, a it, horse. Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> and then I noticed pretty quickly, like, oh, the smell is gone too. Which, mm-hmm. my understanding from the science is the smell is completely gone. And when it's completely gone, the taste is, like, really, it, really not there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that and then a couple days in, I realized I was exhausted. Mm-hmm. And I will say... I only took three sick days this whole time, and it was Memorial Day weekend covered it. So I only had four days off plus the weekends of the time we were sick. Yes. So I felt well enough. Let's add the caveat. When you started working after that, it was from home. She didn't Correct. go. She didn't go Correct. back to work Thank after you. that. That is a very, very, very good point. <laughs> I worked from home because, unlike someone, I took my laptop home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yes, I. I, I gave you 24 hours of warning. At least you, you knew did. what you, you were did. getting into. Well, I will say, and you maybe didn't know this, but the guidance was take your laptop home every day. So that Really? Yeah, it, no. it was actually the guidance. It no. was, like, guidance that was being given to, like, supervisors. Like, you weren't on those emails oh. and stuff. But we advised everyone it's a good idea to take your laptop home in case we have to, like, shut down for a day because we thought that could happen mm. if a bunch of people got mm-hmm. sick. Makes and sense. And so, yeah, and so I had been taking my laptop home anyway. But I, yeah, so I, I even worked like, yeah, I did some work the day I tested positive, but like, I was not there mentally. Like, mm-hmm. let's be honest. I, I did what I had to do, but it wasn't that strong. Between the day. stress and the symptoms and like the mental fog that well, you have, and it's also, like borderline impossible. It was really hard. And I, so I, I'll be first to admit, like, I, it wasn't. A shining like I, I wouldn't not have gotten a gold star for my work ethic yeah but I tried because and at the time so our company was doing like a donation program to donate leave to people who were affected mm-hmm. it's like geez I feel pretty darn good all things considered like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna take donated leave away from someone else yeah even though I feel practically fine even though I technically have the virus yeah so I was trying my best to work and still be a good employee and also they were notifying people like just very loosely, like, oh, someone in this building mm-hmm. is positive. And so I'm one of very few women that work in my <laughs> building. So when they indicated that it was a female in uh, my building, it was pretty easy to tell who it might have been. Yeah. And I also was ashamed. And so part yep. of me thought, like, oh, if I'm working from home, maybe people won't notice yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> because it was more obvious if you're that. just gone for a couple weeks. I get that. So that was, like, part it's of it was a good strategy. I never thought thing. about that. Oh, that was totally... Yeah, I I did not admit to anyone at work for a very long time. Like, my boss knew and HR knew, but I did not go out of my way to tell anyone. Yeah. This is the most... Well, obviously, this is the most anyone's telling anyone about it, but... Yeah. um, Yeah, we... I did not... Like, I think I called my mom later the next day. Like, I put it off for a long time because I had I was actually surprised how early you told her because... I kind of was too. I think I waited like a week-ish before You did not. You told them the next day. What? Because I remember... You're kidding! No, it was quick. Maybe two days. No, you told you had told your family by the time I told mine. What? And I told mine the next day. Wow. Maybe I was getting so many phone calls. I think you were. That I thought it had been a week. <laughs> no. <laughs> because it, I felt like I felt like I waited a long time. You had told me all like about some of the calls you were getting, and that's part of the reason I was debating whether or not to tell family, but I knew my mom would be heartbroken if she found out later yeah. that I hadn't told her. So I told my mom, who then told my siblings. I don't remember. We didn't like. We didn't go out of our way to tell too many people. At least Eric and I didn't tell too many family members, just because again, shame. Yeah, shame. You don't want to freak people out. Um, and most everyone else in our family lives in bigger towns where it's a bigger risk yeah, anyway. Yeah, and so we thought we're young, we'll survive. Yep. Let's inform whoever needs to be informed, but keep it on the DL as yeah. needed, so we're not freaking people out for no reason. But, like, at work, people who worked with us enough, like, they could tell. Yeah. Like they, they could deduce who it was kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And then, for me, my symptoms lasted a lot longer and stronger mm-hmm. than anybody I've known in my area or that I've come into contact with or talked to about COVID in my direct... I mean, I've read stories about, obviously, I know people are yeah. dying and it's awful. But for me, it was kind of like just a really bad flu. And I didn't, I lost taste and smell after you. Do you remember that? That's true, yeah. Because that was my main symptom. Besides the exhaustion, which I kind of pieced together after that I'd been napping and stuff. And I was like, oh, 
I'm exhausted. Yeah. Like, I'm not just bored at home. I am actually... <laughs> Pooped. Yes. Yeah. Like, so, my mental capacity was not there. My symptoms lasted about a month. It went from May 12th to, like, June 15th or whatever the Monday is that I returned to work. Because what happened to me is I had those back aches, body aches, fever for... And those type symptoms for, again, foggy mind... It's been months, so this is my best memory of it. I think I had those type symptoms for about four or five days where Mm. I was just managing my fever, trying to rest, 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 just be in bed. And Mm. at that point, my husband, Dakota, we have a three-story house. We're very grateful that he could stay on the, the first floor of our house and I could stay on the top floor. And we were literally quarantined from each other. Like, he wouldn't get near me without a mask on. Like, he was leaving food at my bedside table and, like, running out of the room. (laughs) And, like, we didn't touch each other. Like, we didn't breathe on each other. Hardly looked at each other. (laughs) And he was being an angel, taking care of me while also trying to not be infected by me. Mm -hmm. Um, But at that point, it was probably too late because, I mean... As I was positive, I as I mentioned before, he, like, gave me a back massage the day I wasn't feeling, mm. when I felt, like, kind of my worst as far as, like, the fever symptoms. So, I will get to the fact that my husband gets COVID, but we'll get there. Um, so, after about a week, I still have symptoms. I'm still at home. You keep updating me on what's going on with you. You're kind of my contact to the real world because <laughs> you're staying at least a little bit more informed about work. Yeah. I'm kind of hiding up in my room because, again no contact with my husband. I don't have my work laptop. I can't really check on what's going on except like on my phone briefly. And even then it makes me like have a panic attack if I read about it too much. What I remember from this period of our lives was TikTok. Yeah. Because, (laughs) oh God, (laughs) I watched so much TikTok. Like I, I remember you especially, like you could tell that was your way out because that is all I did. That's Oh, you did. Because that is there were all days, I did. I know. There were days, because I, I was trying to, like, check in with you or call you here and there. Mainly, we just texted here and there. And I was People like, oh, would be like, are you watching day? What did you do? And what are you binging on Netflix? And I'm like, I have watched TikTok for, for 12 hours. Literally. <laughs> literally like, 12 hours. Our whole thing for, like, the entirety of being quarantined yep. at home. All was, I did was watch We TikTok. had a group chat, the four of us, and we would send TikTok links. <laughs> yes periodically it was like the way I knew like who was awake and who was bored Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so I was doing that uh but also a lot of sleeping because I really wasn't feeling well with like the fever and stuff Mm -hmm. um yeah I was taking naps usually like during my lunch break I would take like a 30 minute or hour long nap was Mm -hmm. my lunch break yep (laughs) while I was trying to work from home I was so tired and then I decided trying to cool off my fever I went to go take a bath um, in my upstairs bathroom away from Dakota, and I used some of that Dr. Bronner's mm. soap, but it was the peppermint scent. Very strong. Very strong. And I washed my whole body with it, not even thinking about it. I was like, ooh, tingly, chilling effect. It's nice. <laughs> and um, I get out of the shower and realize I didn't smell peppermint once. Mm. And that's when I realized, ah, I can't smell. <laughs> that was the first... It's funny because that was... We didn't talk about this at the time, but that was the first thing when I thought, huh, I haven't... Like, I don't remember smelling anything specific in a while. That was... I went to my shower and I grabbed my Dr. Browner's peppermint soap <laughs> to do a smell check. Not sponsored. <laughs> yeah, not sponsored, but... Uh, we love that soap. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I started... I took the biggest inhale and I was like... Nothing. Nothing. Yep. So that's basically what happened to me. In fact, let me rewind a little because I think this was only like maybe three or four days in. Again, it's been months. It wasn't, it was a couple days in, not as early as you, but not a week. I think it was maybe like day three or day four. And anyway, with that, I stopped eating vegan because I'll tell you what, vegetable curry on rice, it just tastes like gooey chunks you didn't want to admit it though because i vaguely remember um i asked you like oh are you still eating vegan because i think i was trying to gauge if we were still gonna like do the episode and stuff and you were like oh i've cheated a little but like i'm still doing it and then meanwhile i'm texting to or maybe i was even talking on the phone with dakota i was like how's she doing he's like it's good we had pizza for dinner (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah and so we had we 
because here's what happened when I decide when I realized I lost taste and smell I was like get this garbage away from me <laughs> and I think I was eating it for like lunches still because I had meal prepped it yeah. but I was like honestly not excited about it and frankly if you're not a texture person and you can't taste or smell like that is awful it is it makes everything disgusting and I think yeah. you were you I was hardly eating because it just was like a chore to eat yep. food that you couldn't taste. Yep. I was living off tortilla chips essentially. Yeah. Hey, I was, was salty. On, I was on crackers, Gatorade, and mm-hmm. um what is it? Uh not sweet and sour toast. Sourdough bread. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sourdough oh. bread because I think I was eating a lot of toast too, actually. Yeah. I I think my taste didn't go away as bad as yours because I could still taste Sour, salty, and sweet and spicy, but I oh, couldn't taste no. flavor. So, like, yeah. if I drank a Gatorade and it was lemon, I could taste that it was sweet, but I couldn't taste that it was lemon. See, <laughs> part of... So, I will say, too, these symptoms lasted months. Yeah. Way after being tested mm-hmm. negative and, like, To this totally day, fine. actually. I think I... You know, I, I can't even confidently say I can smell the way I could before because I normally had a very strong sense mm-hmm. of smell, stronger than the people around me usually. Yep. And it's hit or miss. Um, thankfully, I, it was the bad smells that I couldn't smell as long. Like, I can walk into the room that has litter boxes and have no clue. Yep. Or dirty dishes or whatever. The things that normally, like, made, like, grossed me out, I couldn't smell, which mm-hmm. was nice. Whereas I could smell, like, the soap. Yep. But the taste, I'm... I'm still getting back some of the finer details like there were things that I loved that again just weren't enjoyable because they just weren't the same um that are still like maybe not quite right and there's like a really strong lemon flavored cookie apparently that I thought was just a normal sugar cookie that I've been getting from Starbucks that totally like, lemon in it it's got like ago, lemon zest in like the a batter. week ago I've got a hint of lemon for the Come first back. time yep it took months yeah and so we still don't know how normal we are or aren't but the symptoms they're strange like and how they happen to other people because for me like I said I lost my sense of smell and taste a couple days after Mackenzie and then when it got a little bit scary which this this ties in a little bit more to when like I called my family and my family was calling me and checking on me every day which, thank you, family, but also that was stressful. Yeah. Um, my mom told me, she's like, I'm going to call you every single day. <laughs> yeah, same with my dad. He yeah. was, like, panicking and, like, crying about me, like, mm-hmm. very, very worried. And um, basically, he encouraged, my father, like, encouraged me. He was like, you need to start researching, like, hospital, like, what your hospital oh, can do in your area yeah. and stay informed, which I'm actually grateful for because that's something maybe as a young adult you don't necessarily think about the details of an emergency like that and like the logistics I did the opposite I knew that mentally I couldn't couldn't handle it yeah yeah and so I did not I looked at the CDC website I looked at all the guidance from work and that I was sent from the health department and that was the most I could do other than that I could not handle more so I did not do any additional research I again I I know our hospital super close I was keeping a very close eye on my breathing and my symptoms, mm-hmm. but I could not look at worst case scenarios, which normally would be my tendency. So <laughs> yeah. I am, and I, I think it's for the best that I didn't, but yeah, especially cause yeah. you had mild symptoms for me. I was a little bit nervous because yeah, yours were worse. Like maybe around my, I don't know, seven, eight, nine day mark, I started to get a lot of chest pressure and Ooh. it wasn't something It's like, if you haven't felt it before, and I must add that it wasn't, like, horrible. It Mm -hmm. was just enough for me to notice and get anxiety about it and wonder, is do I have chest pressure because I have anxiety or do I have anxiety because Mm -hmm. I have chest pressure? And it would kind of go back and forth, back and forth, which I'll also add something to that later that confirms what was going on. But my dad was freaking out, and so he made me call, like, our hospital, like, in my town and the neighboring town to see, like, what they had, and I called the, like, doctor who told me I had positive, a positive case, and he said, like, we don't have ventilators in our small town, and he oh. said I would have to be life-flighted to Spokane oh my goodness. if that were to happen, and so that, it, I was at least glad that I knew the steps that would have to be taken if it were to get to that point. Yeah. It's nice to be informed, so yeah. I encourage you... 
maybe if this happens and you have bad symptoms, if you have a loved one supporting you, maybe do that research for you. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't have to take that mentally on yourself and then they can kind of help at least have a game plan if things were to turn bad, if you yeah. have bad symptoms. But for me, what I kept doing, and again, it's been months, so I'm not exactly sure days or, or times or whatever, the days blended together because I was locked in my room like stinking Rapunzel, <laughs> never coming out to see anybody, not even my husband. And um, I had that chest pressure, and so what I would do that gave me some sort of relief is I would roll onto my stomach in bed, and it kind of felt like some of the pressure was lifting off my chest. Mm. And so I was like, okay, this makes me calm down, and I can feel better. And then once I, like, wrap my brain around, I was like, I can take breaths. Mm -hmm. My breaths aren't shallow. I don't feel like I'm out of breath. And... When I called that doctor to talk about, like, if this gets worse, what do I do? He told me a few things that are helpful, I think, for everybody, which are you want to be mindful if you're short of breath. And the way he described being, like, shortness of breath is if you are in your house and you normally would walk from your bedroom to the fridge to get a glass of water, if that trip makes you feel like you just did, like, kind of a light jog around your house three times where Mm -hmm. you're, like... That shortness of breath. Not, I thought in my head it was like you can't quite get your breath. Like Yeah, it's that's like, what I thought. That sort of thing. But it's actually just f- feeling a little bit strained. As hmm. if, so it's not, I mean, shortness of breath makes it sound like something different would be like happening. Like your breaths are smaller. Yeah, it's not like that. It's just, it, it's oh, hard. It, it's your body not getting enough oxygen mm-hmm. and like needing more to help, you know, sustain itself. And therefore it makes you take more breaths when naturally you would be in shape enough to where you wouldn't need to take that many breaths. Yeah. And then he also said, if if I start to develop a cough, because at that point I had a tiny cough, not really anything to call home about. I just, it was a light cough, just like with any cold, mm-hmm. just kind of a dry cough. And he said, if that cough leads you to cough up, like oh, whitish foam, yeah that's like lung fluid and that's when it's like really bad and you need to go to the hospital and I was like okay I know what I need to look for Mm -hmm. I never had that so I never had to be hospitalized I never was even thinking about calling a hospital like I had to go there or anything like that it was just that chest pressure Mm -hmm. and that dry cough so altogether my symptoms went body aches well backache body aches fever loss of taste and smell chest pressure and a little, like, a little shortness of breath. But again, I don't know if that was just the anxiety attacks happening mm-hmm. between wondering who I was infecting and how sick I would get and if I had to be life flighted to a different town <laughs> and those sorts of things or how bad it actually was. I don't know. Yeah. But at that point, um, Dakota had had to get another test because he started to get a fever and he came back positive, and so then we reunited because we were both positive, and so we could be together. And that was a week after I tested positive. So then I could quarantine with my husband, so it was a little less boring. Honestly, all I did basically was watch a lot of TikTok still because <laughs> I Dakota actually got as sick as me with a fever and body aches and backache, hmm. um, but he didn't lose his taste and smell until... <laughs> My journey was a month long. I got tested. My first test came back positive. Then Dakota got tested a week later, came back positive. A week after that, I got tested again because that was the end of my quarantine, supposedly. But I still had a cough and I still came back positive after my two weeks. So I decided with work and healthcare professionals that I would wait a whole nother week to get tested again to see if I came back positive. Mm -hmm. I came back positive or I came back negative on my third test. But I still had a cough, so I didn't want to go into work with a slight cough, wondering how people would feel if I returned to work after having COVID with a small cough. So I waited it out the extra week at home just with a light cough and Mm -hmm. very little symptoms. Like at that point, I was like trying to go on like a bike ride away from everybody just to like get outside a little bit and I would get fatigued immediately and those sorts of things where I felt good enough where I thought I was okay, but I wasn't. And my taste and smell had relatively come back all the way at that point. And then Dakota's went away after he had tested negative for COVID 
after he was positive. Mm-hmm. And um, Dakota still cannot taste and smell. I would say maybe he's at 20% taste and smell. Wow. So, and that came after he tested negative. So that hmm. symptom just came on later for him. And yeah. I maybe it's something with either our brains or our cells or whatever science behind that. He's just taken a while longer than us to get more smell back. But yeah. I think... What I've learned about myself recently is the effects on my body right now are I get hangovers now, which (laughs) makes me super duper sad because I never used to get hangovers at all. Like I could, doesn't matter what I did the day before, doesn't matter how much I drank, I would wake up, need like a heavy breakfast (laughs) and then I would be good to go. Like hardly a Tylenol necessary. But now... Maybe I'll have like four or five drinks in a night to get rowdy and the next morning is kind of ruined or I'll get a headache. Um, And then my smell, I would say my smell is at like 95%. That's where I'm at. Because I have noticed at work, someone will say, like we'll walk into a room at work and Mm -hmm. they'll be like, oh, I wonder if someone ate french fries in here. Mm -hmm. It kind of smells like french fries. And I'll be like... Uh huh. <laughs> like yeah. So it's kind of those lingering smells that you don't realize yeah. are like stick around in the room. Like it's only I the strong ones. Mm-hmm. So I can't smell those. So, but that's that's basically it. And maybe some fatigue, but it's kind of hard to tell if you're just you know lazy and hot because it's summertime, or True. if you're lethargic because your body went through it. Yeah, I would say for me, the fatigue lasted like a solid three weeks and then I was still not at full mental capacity but wouldn't maybe categorize it as like bad fatigue for several more weeks where I just like had to build up the stamina to like go through a work day or do much of anything um the taste and smell last the taste came back first that was gone for at least three plus weeks and even still I think there's still the like some things don't have quite the same like edge to it they did before (laughs) like lemon zest or like subtle I would say it's more of like actual flavors not like spicy sweet sour Mm. what those are very easy and also here's some weird things you don't realize and tell me if you relate or if yours was ever this bad tasting your mouth again after you couldn't taste it I don't remember that I do Very distinctly. Yeah, I don't think I'd like that. And I'm not saying that I have bad oral hygiene whatsoever. I think it's very good. But uh, when I started to taste my mouth again, like in the morning, I would wake up and just be like, ooh. (laughs) Actually, it used to taste like nothing, and now it tastes like something, and I don't want to taste my own (laughs) mouth. Now that you say that, it was kind of nice to not have the morning breath flavor in your mouth. Yeah, it was I don't remember it, it being a... Like a super obvious, like, oh, it's back. But I, I, I do have it now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I do remember because I would basically every day go grab the <laughs> strong smelling soap out of my shower. Just to squirt just the to air taste. at your nose. Yep, just to <laughs> test. At, like every day. And the like that was the first thing I could smell again. And I was so happy. Mm-hmm. I was so happy. It was, it was like a month at least. Um, And even still, like, things are barely, like, there are some things that are just barely coming back. Um, I never got a fever. I think that was one of the weird things. Because at the time, we thought that was a guaranteed symptom, Mm -hmm. and I never, ever had a fever. I was checking it, like, every day. Yeah. The weirdest thing. So, as you said, you and Dakota quarantined separately because he tested negative. Mm -hmm. And Eric and I did the same thing. We have a much smaller house. We only have one floor and one bathroom. But we deep cleaned it when we got home that day. Um, from testing, we then kept our dif- our distance. We have a guest room, thankfully, so Eric was sleeping in the guest room. We were keeping our distance. We have a big couch, so I had one end, he had the other. Um, it's like a big sectional, and like we were even trying really hard not to like touch the pets because you like anything you touch could pass the germ. Mm-hmm. So like I like we designated pets that we could each pet because it's like, no, I get Appa and you touch Luna. So that way we each can snuggle with a pet. Yeah. But we don't like maybe risk giving each other germs by petting our mm-hmm. our dogs. And so just like weird things like that where like. I mean, you were we trying. We were trying. To the best of your ability. Yeah, but at like, that point, what are you going to do? Well, yeah, you live together. Yeah. Like, and like 
the day before, like, we'd kissed. We'd shared a drink, probably, because that's just our daily life. And that night, you guys slept in the same yep, bed. So, it was like, you're breathing the same air. Exactly. And so, over the course of the... I think I was home, like, full-on quarantining for three whole weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, we both were. Like, we did not leave the house for the first, like, week. Like, we didn't even exit. I Maybe we got the mail. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and eventually, after, I think, a week, we started taking, like, walks where... We would both be wearing masks. We'd be, like, six feet apart from each other. We'd each, like, walk a dog. And we would cross the street if we even saw another person to get away from anyone. Mm -hmm. So we were doing what we could to, like, mentally stay healthy as best we could. It was very difficult. I wouldn't even say successful. It was hard. Um, So I got tested. Actually, Eric and I both got tested the first, that first day. I was positive. He was negative. So then... I think it had been a week where I told Eric, like, hey, if you're going to get this, which there's a good chance you are, it's better to know earlier so that way you don't have to quarantine as long. Because mm-hmm. in theory, if he waited two, the two whole weeks and then he was positive and turns out it was then just it would a day have to later, start there. then it would have been two more weeks tacked on to both of our quarantine. Mm-hmm. So he did the one a week later, still negative. Which Nothing we were, made sense. We, we were, were flabbergasted. Yes, we were like there is at that point. Dakota no was positive way. too. We were worried it was a pot or a, a false, false negative. negative. Like we we it didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And so then he and I both went and got tested again another week later. Or no, ten, it was ten days because that's what the CDC and the health department recommended. Um, and so. Unless it was 14. It was either 10 or 14 days. I don't know. It was 14 at was the it? time. Okay, yeah. 14 days from the first test. And I was still positive. I was so upset. I was so sad. I forgot you came back positive I was again. still positive. And was that after a, That was after, that was after two, two weeks. weeks. Wow. We both and Eric was on to still quite a bit longer. negative. Yeah. It didn't make any sense. Like, nope. we did our best to keep our distance. We lived together. Yeah. We had been together. We had kissed the day before I tested positive. Nothing mm-hmm. made sense. And so then I still had to wait. So I think I waited close to another week, if not another full week. Mm -hmm. And then that test came back negative. And Eric, again, was negative. So Eric got four tests total, all negative. And I got three. And the last one was negative. So at that point, like, we were approved to go back to work. Like, we, the symptoms that I had had gotten pretty much better except the smell was still gone, but all the studies had said, like, that has no effect on what yeah, you're like you're, can, you're not contagious. Like, the health department, after, even after I had a second positive test, but it was after 14 days, they said you could, like, because our company requires a negative test to return. Yes. I don't know if that's still the case. I think so. But back then, that was definitely happening. And so that's why we were getting retested. Because yeah. if we wanted to go back, we needed to know for sure we were negative. Which to me made tons of sense. I was happy yep. to do it. Yep. Um, but the health official that I talked to on the daily, uh, she said to me, like, if you worked at a company where they didn't require a test to return, you could have gone back yeah. by now. Even though you're positive. Which that... Like, after she told me that, I think she called me the next day, and I had, like, questions written on a piece of paper to ask her. Because it didn't make sense. It didn't. And I know that nobody has the answers, and still nobody did or does, Mm -hmm. but it was just hard to be encouraged one way or the other when one place is telling me, uh, yeah, no, not unless you're negative, which I'm like, duh, that makes makes so so much much sense. sense. But then... And then the health official's like, no, you're not going to give it to anybody, so just do you. I mean, she wasn't that casual. She was great. Yeah. But it was still like, See, and she was surprised so that I went back and got tested, and she was shocked that I came, came back, back positive, positive after two weeks. Yep, same. Because she said, she's like, oh, well, normally I would have just marked you as recovered, yep, but that's I what guess she said I'll put that you still have it. And yeah. Like, well, yeah, because I still do. have it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it was uh, stressful and confusing, and um, it still is. Yeah, and I still feel shame. Like, yeah, I, st- I feel a little weird that we're going to release an episode explaining it because there are friends that I have that I haven't told. Mm-hmm. I think I've gone, I've told, of course, my boss and my HR person, who's a close friend of mine, and then other people at work know or they've figured it out. Yeah, and then there's two. I think I think two people at work have like confirmed either they've kind of asked or I've just told them. Yeah, maybe three. Not many people, and then my immediate family all knows, and whoever they've told, which, like, they told more people than I wish they had, just because it weirds people out. Like, people get weird around you. Yeah. And then I think two other close friends I told, and that was about it. Like, 
I didn't post anything on social media. And part of it was because I, one, felt shame about the fact that we got it. Because I felt that it would give us a look of irresponsibility that I don't think we deserved. Yeah. I, granted, I would I would do things differently if looking Same. back, but yeah. I don't think we were being fully at reckless. At that point, I think we were being as careful as someone who... I mean, at that point, we had done research about COVID yep. since February. So yeah, we, were, we did an episode about it. And we were talking about the World Health Organization yeah. and those sorts of resources, mm-hmm. and we were trying to stay as informed as possible. Mm-hmm. It's, it has so, so, so much to do with just your lens on life and mm-hmm. your county's lens on life and then your workplace's lens yeah. on the whole situation. And that is all interpreted mm-hmm. into your own life and how you react to it. And so for us, I think based on everything we knew, we were doing our absolute best mm-hmm. to stay away from people and, and we, keep people safe who mm-hmm. wanted to be kept safe. And we took the risk of hanging out together. And what happened is we mm-hmm. both got it. Well, and part of it too, like my own internal like dialogue was like, I'm young and healthy. If I got it, I get it. And I'll yep. get better was like very likely, mm-hmm. which is what happened. I was more concerned, like, I'm not going to go chill with my mom. I'm not oh, going to yeah. go hang out with anyone that's maybe elderly or sick or pregnant. Like, mm-hmm. the, like I was not going to risk anyone who was considered a high risk. But to me, it was more of, I wasn't so much worried about myself. And even still, like, I am not necessarily upset that I got it. Yeah, I am worried that there is maybe someone out there that got it because of me that I don't yep, know about. Because, exactly. And part of... What happened was, like, everyone that we were considered official close contact with then got tested, and mm-hmm. those all came back negative, yep. which was very encouraging mm-hmm. for us. So, out of anybody that we came in contact with, the only person who came back positive was my husband yep. because it was in my house. But as far as I was in work the day I started to feel funny without realizing, I mean, back then, backache was not a symptom. I get that monthly. Exactly. So I wouldn't have thought anything. So, of it. I, I mean, I swear, I promise, if I would have known, I wouldn't have been at of work course. at all. Of course. I want that to be very clear. So clear. And even at that point, we were doing so well socially distancing in my office yeah. that no one I, like I, like I said, I work with two people. I had meetings with them that day. Mm-hmm. We were so distanced and so careful with like Lysol wipes yep. and staying away from each other that no one got it at work. Yep. And so that, that made me feel a lot, lot better. But yeah. when my first call was from you saying we're twins, right. I was like, Sorry. F, F, F. <laughs> well, no, I'm actually kind of glad you approached it in like a like a happy-go-lucky yeah, way. Yeah, because I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. That oh, my God. you more. Yeah. Yep, that's true. That, that would have been more upsetting for yes. you. That's a good point. Yes. See, my stupid joke was good. It worked. <laughs> yes. It, it And I was not upset. I, I don't think you gave it to me. Yeah. I really don't. I think we got we, it We literally together. mirrored each other's actions, so the there's day, no way to put them one versus the other. And we both... Like, if we lined up all the symptoms we had and kind of timelined it out, they started to show up at the same time. They were mm-hmm. just different symptoms. Yeah. And so, like, all that considered, I think we did get it together mm-hmm. at the same place. And it was still early. Like, we went to the grocery store where they were disinfecting carts, but probably nothing else. Yeah. And it was a busy day. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was very busy. So, it just, it happened the way it happened, and we learned a lot. Mm-hmm. And I am much more self-aware of the situation and... I've, I yeah, I've made a lot of posts about, like, wear masks, like, come on, mm-hmm. like, trying to encourage so that people maybe don't learn the All lessons as hard as I do. I will say, one thing I want to just voice as an opinion was I did get um, some hate mail about one of my pro-mask posts. What? Oh. I told you about this. You told yeah. me about this. And uh, the reason was because they said, oh, no, we just need to achieve herd immunity more people should get it. And I want to address that myth right now. <laughs> as much as I can because I then did research and I, I think I handled it pretty well. But uh, I made my case. I don't think she cared. Um, but I tried. I mean, there's still, I mean, still a lot of yes. people believe in and like herd immunity. The theory which... is technically right that if more people have it, less it will travel less. That's technically true. But that's not the way 
that this should be handled. They're treating it like a chicken pox exactly. vaccination. And this is deadly. Yeah. And the the fact that only, I think it's like one to five, a very small percent of the population has gotten it and hundreds of thousands of people have died. Mm-hmm. So if people think that the rest of the population should just get it and get it over with, that would kill millions of people. Say goodbye to every immunocompromised person that exists. Yes. And I want to address that that's... Like that. Not the right way to handle Mm-mm. this. And I will be first in line to get a vaccine when it comes. Yep, which, absolutely. Fingers crossed they're looking at like November timeline. Uh, there's a lot of speculation. There is. There I is. am hopeful for it. I am afraid of it, but also excited for it. Yes. And everything that comes with it. Um, for me, the thing that's kept my head above water mentally after going through all of this and trying to go back to whatever normalcy I can safely. Uh, I've been thinking about the Renaissance, the COVID Renaissance. And I think <laughs> I was talking about the Renaissance period when we mm-hmm. had our plague episode, and that was after our original coronavirus episode. And I'm glad we had that episode because mm-hmm. now making those correlations between the plague and going through some, I mean, the plague was way, 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 way worse as far as like uh, death rate. But that being said, we've still stopped so much of our like media production and music and culture and art and fashion and yeah, entertainment. Everything's been put on hold. Exactly. And so I think, um, and I work as an event coordinator. So like all the events that I would have, should have been doing right now, coordinating from, you know, anything above 20 people. Uh, doesn't happen. And so I look forward to the days where people are constantly partying safely, Mm -hmm. healthily, and after the vaccine where it can be safe and business associates can Mm -hmm. uh, shake hands again and (laughs) everybody can do square dancing and And change partners. And I can smile at people in the hallway and they're going to see it because it's in my face. Instead of the eye squint with the head shake. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Instead, I think people just think I'm staring at them really hard when I'm actually trying to smile at them and they they can't tell. But yes, I am eagerly awaiting those days and I think it'll be very exciting because even us like we stopped doing the podcast because of course we are socially distanced we were exhausted we were stressed and Lots of it's shame. taken us this long to feel like okay we're ready to get back yeah back to we it got our wits about us enough mm-hmm. we're two consenting adults again <laughs> to be next to each other and I think it is what it is and we are going to safely move forward with out getting COVID again. <laughs> yes, we are. Statist- or like studies show that we are less likely to get it, but we are not considering ourselves. We're immune. not banking on that. No, whatsoever. we're not. We are I've, still only yeah. seeing basically each other. Yep. And maybe like a few people here and there. Very small groups. We're not doing anything crazy. We're mm. still. We wear masks everywhere all the time yes and we are very careful and we will sanitizer hand washing yes distancing yep yep lots of time outside hanging out yep lots of lessons learned yep and i'm sure i hope month like a couple months from now a couple months after that we can have some cheerier updates and progressions in the world and our lives Mm -hmm. to where we can all just be a little bit happier and rest a little bit easier i still want to talk about my time as a vegan yeah because i actually did it for like two or three weeks and then didn't do it as well but still kind of did it for a few more weeks yeah and i want to talk about that and we did a lot of research on like zoos especially because um what was that show uh, oh, Tiger King. Tiger King. Oh, that was a lifetime ago. I know, right, guys? I still haven't seen it. It was too <laughs> too weird. Yeah, but we did a research on, like, zoos and all that stuff. So, anyway, good, fun stuff coming We eventually. have content we want to make. Yes. So, we look forward to uh, getting through quarantine with you guys and yes. hopefully putting out some content. Maybe not regularly, but as much as we possibly can in times yep. like these. We're at least getting back to our... I will say, summer is normally busy for us, so the fact that we got busy with just stress but also yeah but also like hiking on the weekends and doing socially distant activities and trying to enjoy summer that's not unusual for us anyway so now that we're getting back to cold weather soon and fall and be able to hunker down and stuff we'll we'll be on more of a schedule yeah it'll be good agreed so yes we are looking forward to it i missed it same but as always we are not experts we're just fascinated 
Uh, you can subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts to hear us again next time. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you have information you want to share, if you have experiences, if you've been through something similar, we'd love to hear about it. Uh, you can email us at friendsfascinated at gmail.com. Uh, we can't wait to blow your mind with more curiosities in the coming weeks. You've just listened to another episode of Friends Fascinated. Thanks for listening. <laughs>